Hey guys, how's it going? It's Robin Vogt from the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network in Star Wars. This is episode 13 of the podcast. Emily, thank you so much for Thanks so much for having me. I've been seeing all your artwork, everything that you're doing, and love to know more about, and I think our listeners would love to know more about, is KidsCon and Epless Comics and everything you're doing in the community. Yeah, so I um, have a fun sci-fi series. I illustrate, and my husband and I write it together. It's just for kids. It's called Epless. It's a fun, wacky sci-fi adventure. Think of it like those Saturday morning cartoons from the 80s and 90s. And it's just got lots of fun goofiness about it. And we have four books in the series so far. And we've been doing it for the past couple of years, going to Comic-Cons with that. Then I've also, um, for the past about four years, been running the kids' activities area at Comic-Cons. And call it like the kids' zone. And I teach cartooning workshops there for the kids. And we do all sorts of fun activities like mask making and um, creating superheroes and creating a comic book. That prompts me to want to do the next step to start a comic book convention just for kids called uh, KidsCon New England. We just had our first year event this past June and we have our second show coming this June 11th at the Radisson in Nashua, New Hampshire, and we're really excited about it. And it's all about promoting art education and literacy through comics. And comics are a great way to get kids excited about reading, uh, which they otherwise would. Not every kid is into those boring, wordy pages. Right. <laughs> so comics are really fun and, uh, and also inspiring the next generation of comic book artists and creators. So, so that's really cool that you get to do that now. Getting into the Star Wars talk, of course, I know, Emily, you are a big Star Wars fan. What kicked off your fandom when it comes to Star Wars? Yeah, I grew up with a uh, children of a uh, kid of the uh, 80s. And um, so when Star Wars came out, I remember I didn't actually see it in the theaters, but when it came out on TV, I'd watched it. And then my parents got the VHS and all that, and I frequently binge watch it. <laughs> and I just love the fantasy of it. And right. I, I'm also really big into anything sci-fi. My dad brought me up on Doctor Who as well, and Star Trek, and I just love those whole worlds that they create. Um, particularly Star Wars, I like how it's. I mean, if you kind of think of it like a graphic novel, but visually, and I, I love the stories in there. Um, Luke Skywalker, just like this boy, he becomes this cool, awesome Jedi. Um, that was, you know, every kid wanted to be a Jedi, right? Like Luke Skywalker. <laughs> um, but particularly, my favorite part about it uh, are the droids. <laughs> I love R2-D2 and C-3PO. I always thought they were funny. And I still love, I uh, love drawing robots, and that's one of my favorite things to draw, and particularly in my sci-fi comics. Yeah, some of the characters are inspired by them. <laughs> they look a little like them. That's one of the things I love about your artwork. So if you were to choose one Star Wars film to run with as probably your favorite either growing up or one of recent, which one would it be and why? I have to say the first one, Star Wars A New Hope. It's, it's my favorite, and I like it because it has that fresh feel and it could essentially be, if there weren't any other sequels after it, it could hold its own, like it's a one-shot too. I just love how they had that whole hodgepodge of different characters in the story and they're all just grouped together and fighting against the bad guy. It, it, it's just one of those kind of, you know, generic kind of things, but, um, you know, good versus evil. It's a great story and the first one's always been my favorite. I can't blame you for that. A New Hope is the one that kicked it all off. It's the one that got 
this universe rolling. And I and I always say this on the podcast network. When it comes to Star Wars, if we didn't have a new hope and we didn't have what George Lucas put together, we wouldn't have this universe. George Lucas established with Star Wars. And I love using the actual effects and not all the CG. I, I love the classic look, mm. the models. And yeah, I really think they did it right in that film. And it just, it kept that feel like the original A New Hope. And it was great for rebooting it um, in a sense. <laughs> and it's a no, new story, but coming back, you know, it, it had that similar feel, that nice, fresh and real feel. My art is really inspired by cartoons, I'd have to mm. say, from the 80s and 90s. That I have that kind of uh, style, and um, I can draw realistically, but I, I always find it more fun to draw less <laughs> realistic. <laughs> kind of with cartoons, you can play with that and change the proportions, and that's why I love doing more silly cartoons. Right. Is there anybody specifically that you kind of look to as an inspiration for your artwork? Yeah, I one of my favorites, um, and the one of the first comics I read, Calvin and Hobbes, so Bill Watterson. Yeah, and I love how, how wacky it was, too. And also very philosophical, um, great story writing. How pumped are you for Star Wars Episode Eight coming out this year? Yeah, very excited, and um, I'm kind of afraid to see any spoilers because I don't want to see <laughs> I kind of like it. I feel like they really put too much out there and then you're like oh I already know what it's about and you know I've already seen those sneak peeks although however in the latest film there was a lot of that footage that they put in the previews that they cut in the actual film <laughs> a lot of the shots did you notice that yes absolutely there was a lot of things that they cut out of it that I wish that was in it and yeah. it, it kind of vice versa in many ways. I feel like there were some things that were in it that I'm kind of like, well, maybe they could have cut out and maybe put in something else, like maybe some of the stuff that was in the DVD. I know. I, I was I was kind of expecting it to be a little different, that Rogue One movie. I mean, it was still good, but I don't think it was as good as The Force Awakens. But of course, I think a lot had to do with um, them bringing back all those well, they brought back some characters in Rogue One, but I really, most people cared for Harrison Ford and all those others that came back and Carrie Fisher that made it right. you know, really awesome. But So I kind of have, you know, you have favoritisms in that way because those original characters were in um, The Force Awakens. I, I thought the CG of that commander, oh, what's his name? You know, in Rogue One, the one that they brought back and... Oh, yes, Tarkin. Yes. <laughs> It's just when they do that, it just never. I know they try to make it as real as realistic as possible, but it was just, I don't know, it's just weird. What did you think of the CGI Tarkin and the CGI Leia? No matter what they can do with computers, they just make them still so unnatural and creepy. <laughs> Well, with Tarkin, okay, sure, he can be creepy, but with Leia, I mean, she shouldn't be creepy, but just something they can't quite get right yet. And then I, I don't know, especially too, because, you know, she's dead, and it's kind of a, a mix of a bit awkward when they bring people back CG, you know, and that guy's dead too, but... <laughs> <laughs> People don't remember him as much, I guess. I agree with you completely, Emily, and I'm going to piggyback off this thought here, is that the CGI was great because it did bring back these characters. Mm -hmm. However, it was a little wonky at times. If you notice, Tarkin's eye kind of fluttered a couple times, yeah. and I was like, oh, wait a second, maybe, maybe we need to keep it to maybe somebody just playing Tarkin and not doing the CGI. Right? I'm sure they could have found somebody that looked like him, similar to him. <laughs> And, and then it's kind of now with all the characters, like they'll bring back Harrison Ford and you know, I don't know. I mean, I know he's still alive, but I'm just saying like 25 years from now, you know, are they going to do that again? I don't know. Just CG. I, I just, nothing can replace the real world effects in real life. 
Yeah, they should just totally put all this random stuff in it that has nothing to do with the movie, just to surprise <laughs> So when we actually go, we'll be all surprised, and hopefully it'll be cooler and even better. All right, Emily, what do you have for upcoming projects that people can look forward to? We're working on our next book, uh, Epilus 5, so hopefully we can get that done this year. I know, unfortunately, it's crazy how much time of, that takes convention planning. This whole kid's gone. It's been <laughs> all my comic books creating time. And I have another uh, story, a new story that I'm working on, a coming-of-age story. I, I don't want to give too much away into it because it's still in the works. I'm still writing it, but hopefully that one can come out soon, too. So it would be great to do a new project. And I was also have a flashback piece, um, a mini comic that I'm working on, uh, Nostalgia to the 90s. And again, it's a little top secret. When it comes out, I'll be, I'll be happy to share it with you. I have uh, upcoming co- comic conventions uh, that I'll be at. Uh, so KidsCon, June 11th. <laughs> Obviously, I'll be there. <laughs> and uh, and again, that's at the Radisson in Nashua. And that's just a one-day show. Then I'll be at Massive Con and Plastic City Comic Con, Vermont Comic Con, Granite State Comic Con. Hopefully, we'll make it to Baltimore Comic Con this year. Ah. Kind of get there, too. Some library events, too, coming up. And trying to do some more stuff with the schools last week. And I did a literacy event for the kids. Uh, the free event at the Nashua High School. And I did cartooning workshops with the kids and it's really great and uh, we were creating comics and mask making all sorts of fun stuff so hope to do that more that sounds like a ton a ton of fun and i'm sure they got a fun being there emily this is one of our favorite times of the show it's a little thing we like to call plug time yep you can uh find me on facebook um at eplis comic it's e-p-l-i-s comic and oh by the way that stands for illustrial pulse link integration synchrotron nice <laughs> yeah so uh that's my fun all ages sci-fi comic book series um particularly for ages 5 through 12 and it's really fun check it out at also epliscomic.com and you can order our books online there too also my illustration you can see more of my stuff emily at play.com and that's Emily, then atplay.com, and I have children's book illustration work, fun illustrations there. I also do caricatures, and if any of you want me to draw something for you, let me know. Um, you can shoot me up an email there. And also my KidsCon New England event, it's kidsconne.com, so the NE for New England. And you can find us on Facebook, KidsConNE, and also on Instagram, KidsCon. Epic, epic stuff. Emily, thank you so much for coming on Talking Star Wars. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. For Emily Druin, this is Robin Vote from the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Vote Tweets. Make sure to head on over to Instagram, BrickCityBlockade.com to listen to this episode and subscribe on iTunes. Thank you guys for listening. May the force be with you. Always.